I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ah, hello there, dear listener. It's me, Joe. I notice you've tuned in once again to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Just remember, we dish out double the content over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Go on, you'll love it. You'll pay your monthly fee and I will literally roll around in your hard-earned cash, probably wearing something provocative. (laughs) Jay's not going to like this advert at all. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by everyone. Joined by Mark Packham. Hello there. Joined by Jay Cross. Back once again with the Renegade Master, deep bod down with the power to the people. Back once again with the Renegade Master, deep bod down with the ill behaviour. And Matthew Knight. I'm off. Yes. <laughs> given up. That's right, we've actually got everyone, which is wonderful and exciting. The thing that I like most about that intro, Joe, was what? the fact that uh, the whole way through your first spiel, you were expecting someone to interrupt you and ruin it for you, which is why every time you got to the end of a word, you kind of looked around and stumbled well, it, it for a was, sec. It was hard. That, you know, I was actually I was trying to mix it up. I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts recently, and uh, okay. you know, I've noticed that, that some, of the, some of the ones I really like... Um, offer whilst they have similarities at the start of each episode, they don't go for exactly the same spiel. So that, isn't that like they mix it? Isn't up. that the conversation we have every week? And you say, no, no, it has to be. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm going against, <laughs> I doesn't believe going... it when we say it, but he's got to listen to other good people doing it. <laughs> well, that yes, that is exactly true. But also, who you listen? Who we've been listening to? Well, actually, I say oh, I've been listening to lots of other, but I've just been listening to one. I've just been listening to <laughs> Atletico Mints like a lot. What's <laughs> Atletico Mints. I only recently discovered it and it's been going since 2016 so I was just hammering episodes. That's a go. I went up to Leeds last weekend with, with my band and they introduced it to me so we just listened to it the whole way to Leeds and the whole way back. It's um, Bob Mortimer. Uh, it's, okay. it's, it's a podcast. Uh, him and another guy... Andy, I can't remember the guy's surname, but it's it's the two of them. It's, a, it's a football uh, podcast, but um, but but you know, but interesting. I like how you said, "Oh, I've only just started listening. I've only just got into it, but it's been going since 2016." Like in the landscape of podcasts, 2016 was a long time ago. One yeah. that I listened to started in 2007. My goodness, did they have recording devices they in did. 2007? <laughs> Oh, that that is impressive. Yeah. Um, I just listened to Mark came in as I was listening to the end of it. Um, I listened to the uh, first episode of the Mers cast. Mers cast. Mers cast. Didn't know Ollie Mers had a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Ollie Mers. No, I think Matthew would be into it. It is a podcast all about Mersbo, and um, it's about uh, basically the 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 host and so far one fella, but he said. It might be more fellas. Right. Basically sit around, lit, sit in this, this geezer's house and apparently he's got a monster sound system and they listen to a Mersby record in full and then talk about it afterwards. Mm. But like you can't hear the Mersby, you don't listen to the record. <laughs> you just hear what they... You just hear what they talk about it. And like I've seen a lot of people talking about it and because uh, like the noise, so people who don't know what who Mersby is, he's this Japanese noise artist i guess was he the one that released a cd 
that only came in a car. Was yes, that him? yes, yes. He released yes. one copy of one copy of one of his records. Uh, there was only, sorry, no, one of his records. There was only one copy of, and it came sealed inside a BMW. It was in. It was in and, and the CD player. You Could couldn't you take remove it? it? No, you could no. not. No. So the only way you could listen to it was by sitting in the car, or I guess near the car. But anyway, uh, like I've seen loads of people talking about it recently, and I was like, oh, I don't really like. I'm not really that interested. And then this weekend, uh, Mersbo released a statement saying, uh, "I do not condone this podcast." Do not listen oh, no. to it, and so I'm Even immediately like, absolutely to have to listen to this. But I, it, was, it was quite good. I sort of feel like he does, and by him putting out a statement, more people will listen. Uh, saying that he doesn't, more people will listen to totally. it than if he just put one out saying, "Yeah, I like it." Totally. Like the fact that he said, "No, don't listen." Do to not it listen to this. Makes you think, "Yeah, I will listen." Well, to speaking it. of podcasts that I don't listen to, you two did a little double header <laughs> last week. <laughs> we didn't talk about guitars much, from what I remember. What, what did we talk about? We did listen to questions. Uh, I think we did some questions. We talked about uh, Jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't know. Can't I was, really think uh, of what else. I was yeah. It was a different format. I was quite grateful for that because I had virtually no editing. So I didn't have to do any of the add the little jingles in. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Oh, that's, yeah, because we didn't do the news or anything. No, so no, you no, didn't no, do no. any of the stuff good. that I'd sent you. But uh, which was fine. It was it was better. I'd um, like to make a little. Agreed. It was, that's, it was that's it was better. Yeah, it was better. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as I've been trying to say for years, we need to stop talking about guitars and just start talking about other stuff. <laughs> The, the forums for guitars, that's fine. You can talk about, talk about guitars there. I'll just think get rid of guitars on there as well. No need. <laughs> um, I want to make an announcement about this week's Patreon. Seeing as we've not done a quiz for a little oh, while, yeah. <clears throat> I've actually come up... Well, I say come up with... I've stolen the format mm-hmm. of our ingenious quiz um, from another podcast that I was listening to. And uh, on this week's podcast, we are going to play a game this called... This Patreon podcast. This, yeah, Patreon podcast. We are going to play a game called Slipped Discs. And uh, it's all I'm, about... Injuries that people have sustained? No, it is not that. But um, if you want to hear more, uh, check out the Patreon episode. It's going to be. Are you really going to explain good. the rules? I'm going to explain the rules on the Patreon. Right. Okay. But uh, let's just suffice to say, I think it's going to be very, very funny indeed. Mm, excellent. Um, yeah, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Well, sticking with you, Mark Packham, you finally bought a, um, a badger. Yes, after... I don't know why you said that. Um, after how many years we've been doing this podcast? Six? Yeah. Seven? Six, six, seven. 2013 seven we started. Yeah, so. um, 2013, maybe this week. Uh, yeah, in fact, yes, 5th of May. It yeah, was, so it two was days our, ago. Uh, it, so was, this, it was our four-year anniversary on Patreon. Okay, so yeah, we talked was, about that. Oh, did we? We did talked, you? We talked about, we talked about that. Clearly oh, you didn't listen to the podcast. I did not. I think we talked about it in the Patreon. We did, yes. We talked about, so we this talked is... about the people who've been supporting from the start. Right. Well, they got a shout out last week. This is yeah. just a regular week. Okay. They're not getting no anything this Now they're back to the scum. That's yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, this is our sixth uh, year anniversary doing literally this week. Couple days uh, either side. And um, we've talked about Bajas probably on every episode Fifth of May then. was... Badger. Fifth of May. Was that actual... That was when it was released. That was when it was released. Yeah. Yeah. So so we probably recorded on Star Wars Day. No. No, I think we recorded. Because. I think it took Mark like three weeks to edit every episode. No, that's not true. We used to record on Mondays. (laughs) Then we'd take it for a drink on Tuesdays. Then we took it for a drink on Tuesdays. And then Wednesday. What were we doing by Wednesday? Making love. (laughs) Yes, we Um, were. (laughs) So, yeah, we probably would have recorded on the 3rd of May, I think is the official start date. But anyway, since then... The original, yes. the original lineup has done three hundred and fifteen episodes, where pretty much every episode, we've May third to Friday. There's no way that I would have agreed to that. Maybe we, no, I think we might have recorded on a Friday. I feel I because feel... we went to the. We, it was just the same as being in a pub. It was yeah. like having a drink back then, whereas now it's like work. Serious. The, see, the yeah. thing that makes me think, because <laughs> I, I was, I was as as you will remember, extremely miserable in 2013. Oh, you and were. I was going out and drinking a lot, and I don't think I would have agreed to have done it if it had been on a Friday. Were you by that point? Yeah. Yeah. It was that we was like started that was podcast. like ground zero? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Um. So anyway, um. So 315 episodes later, pretty much every episode we've talked about the Fender Bar Hartelli Badger. I finally, oh, yeah, that's what we were talking I've about. Finally, <laughs> bought one. Um, I can't believe so it. So after being we- delayed for a few weeks due to uh, incompetence on a fellow podcaster's hmm. uh, part, uh, I finally have got one. And um, Joe, no, it was you. Um, 
they're really good. Turns out Fender Bar they Hotel really, is really, really good. good. So uh, do we all have... No, because you, you didn't get one, despite loving no, one. I know. So is there, so now two of us, at least half the podcast. So I've one. got one. Matt's got one. Oh, Matt's got one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, just me. I mean, the, the thing about mine is it's it's pretty far removed from a Bar Hotel. What, what have you done to your badger? Uh, Stop saying badger. It's not funny. The badger telly. <laughs> um, Put him in his place. <laughs> Just like, what was the other one? What was that squad? There was a particular squad model that people always used to name wrong, and it always used to just be like, Ibanez was always a classic. Um, Epiphany. 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 Epiphanies. Epiphanies. Ebenies. Ebenies. are Scrooge. Gibson. Gibson. And um, what was the squire that people used to say wrong? Uh, there was a particular. I'm sure there was a particular squire, and I can't remember. There was a weird model. Maybe it wasn't a squire. It was something people always used to get wrong. Lay Paul. Lay Paul did have that one once. Have you got any of those Lay Pauls? What? <laughs> Classic. Lay Paul. Anyway, what have you done yeah, to your bar? Yeah, what have you done to your bar? Oh, so I instantly teared everything out of it and put a TV Jones Powertron in the neck and a Seymour Duncan quarter pounder, I think. No, a little thing. Mm. No, yeah, quarter pounder. Quarter pounder? Quarter pounders Something. were bladed on no the... it's not a quarter pounder I, yeah. I actually originally put a billy gibbons bg 1400 in there um but it was f- far too overpowered that's what i had in my esquire in days gone by right um but i bought it secondhand and it was also really relicked and the neck's been worn down and it plays like a dream uh, plays and like put 11s on, yeah plays like butter and put is 11s it? on it because you can't play a telly with 10s on it um it's the blonde colour. Hmm. <laughs> has it color. got a black scratch plate on it? Yes. Right. Of course it has. Which I had, uh, yeah, but I changed it to a one-ply right. black scratch. Because I don't think they... Is it three-ply? No, they come, they come with one-ply. They come with a big, one thick one-ply. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I had that custom cut for the, the neck pickup. And then I've obviously now put the uh, Gun Street wiring custom... Um, harness set in it as well oh. see that's my next move so how are you finding your Baja good the only thing I don't like is obviously the vintage gloss on the neck but that oh, will wear off a little bit I love that so get some sandpaper to it mate yeah no, I was thinking I about that but I'm going to just leave it for a bit so I'll check that I definitely do like the guitar how are you adapting to that super weird extra position Oh, what, the the four-way switch? Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I don't... Oh, God, it annoys I mean, me. It, wasn't, um, it was not, wasn't a surprise to me because as we've been talking about them for six years, I've actually remembered that it's got a four-way and an S1 switch. Mm. Do you know what? The position that I like <laughs> is um, second position, so the second one from the neck. What? With oh, that's the neck pickup. With the, neck pickup. the yeah. S1 switch in. That doesn't out. do anything. You mean out? Doesn't no. do anything. Yeah, it does. It does. No, it yeah. does. The only position that the S1 switch doesn't make a difference is, is the bridge. bridge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is really? Yeah, because yeah, I've been messing... I've been, no, I've been playing true. my Baja it, a lot. And it's, it definitely sounds different in or out. The ne- the, because it, it the, um, you the think S1 is... neck only. The, no, the S1 is phase switch, and so it only, work, it only does something when you've, you've got... If you've got two pickups on. Yeah, so yeah. you must be thinking of second position from the bridge. Ah. No. Here we go. Position. Oh, hold on. Position one. Matt's got it. Bridge pickup. Position two. Bridge and neck pickup in parallel. Yep. Position three. Neck, neck pickup pick only. Yep. Position four. Neck and bridge right. pickups in, in series. series. Oh, there you the go. only ones it should make a difference to are the one and three. Using both because it four. switches them out of phase. Two and, four. Two, and four. two and four. Yeah, two and four. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, no. Position so two. Screw you, Mark. Packham. Position two with the S one switch. Bridge and. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. I'm reading for a strat. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that was always the worst thing to try and demo when someone's like, yeah, can I try a deluxe strat? Like, no, okay. Yeah, can you talk me through the S1 switch? So it like, does no, do something. No. <laughs> Posi- uh, position. Uh, I'm wrong. No, yeah, you're, you're right. right. Is neck pickup so only? You That's like weird, the sound of neck pickup sounds only. Different. Oh, that is, that is definitely mm, sounds different. Definitely sounds different. I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like I it to be. Sorry, well. sorry, 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 Chubb. I would like it to be on the record that. Someone questioned mm-hmm. my authority on Baja Tellies, despite not, never owning one. <laughs> and I was correct. Uh, yeah. Maybe, that's, I'm, maybe that's... I'm thinking about position two, not position three. So yeah. you like the middle position of a Telecaster? Yeah. That doesn't we... sound like you. No, in, in out of phase as All well. Right, Peter Green. Sounds great. Sounds really good. <laughs> Love it. I mean, doesn't um, that, that, that would sound, it, it sounds a bit stratty. It's got that like funky. Yeah, it's good. That, that sort of like fourth position on the strat sort of sound. Hmm, fair enough. It's just not the sort of sound I'd expect you to be into. No, I like it. 
Talking yeah. of um, odd wiring, I just I remembered I didn't mention this before, but I've worked out how to turn the boost off on my Music Man James Valentine. Oh, fantastic! Because it's just obviously the most a- pointless feature. How to on disconnect there. it? No, no. There's there's a really complex circuit board inside with lots of trim pots. So the first thing I did was took the back plate off when I realised and turned them all, um, <laughs> and then basically managed to cut the sound out completely and then fixed it. But there's a trim pot that adjusts boost volume, which you can turn to zero. So when you engage the boost, it does nothing. But does it still need to have a battery in? It still needs to have a battery. Oh, in. But, but, nice. but the thing that what what was annoying me is I kept hitting it because it's obviously like a push push, and then oh, I'd see. be like, oh. it's super loud but you can also adjust the balance between single coil and humbucker oh really yeah so you Wait, can make sorry. the humbucker you can make the humbucker sound louder than much louder than the single coil because they're actually balanced to sound exactly the same oh so you can so you, what is so that what, the humbucker is, is like tapped? gated i don't know how it works there's some sort of there's some sort of circuit in there that, and it basically adjusts the balance between i'm assuming it's tapped and it's adjusting the amount of of um, like pickup that you're getting because when it's yeah, in or presume, when it's out. yeah, it must be unless it's just they're bleeding off. Some, well, I suppose that is tapping Maybe. it though, isn't it? And then there's also much. a you can reduce. So a lot of the music man guitars also have like a, a noise reduction circuit for single coils, which you can also turn off. So you can actually make your guitar more noisy, um, which is also quite fun. Um, but disengaging the boost was like brilliant because I kept hitting it and I was like, I don't want my guitar to be as loud. I don't want people to hear how bad I am. I guess the only thing is, it still won't work without a battery. No, you need. But, the, yeah, I mean, I've had the battery a in for dis- over a year now, and yeah, it's lasted a long time. I Do mean, you-, you could by just taking the active circuit out entirely and just yeah. putting like a wiring harness in there. Yeah, so- you'd need to completely rewire the guitar because everything is like on a custom, crazy circuit board of some sort. But it's it's the first guitar I've had in forever almost apart from maybe the Charvel more recently but that I've just never wanted to change the pickups on because it just sounded right straight out of the straight out of the case as you own the last two years of winners of the guitar nerds gear of the year which one do you think is better well because when I got the Charvel I was like it's the best thing ever and it is still amazing but I've gone back to using the Valentine for a little bit and actually the what's the Valentine does the Tele 335 thing really, really well, because that's obviously what it's designed for. Yeah. And the Charvel does the really 80s Strat thing, like, <laughs> amazingly, like the over over Strat, strat type sound, especially when you're, like, using all the, like, the middle positions and stuff. Um, and obviously the humbuck is much more high gain, so it works for, for way more gains. I've just been using them for different things. But talking to um, our friend Nick, who works at Guitar Guitar in uh, Camden, we were talking about Gibsons, and I was just like, I can't remember the last time. I, he was saying the same thing. It's like, I can't remember the last time I picked up my custom shop Gibson. And he's got a wicked one. He's got one of those 55 hot mods. Do you remember these? Yeah, they yeah, were the, yeah. They, they were, were the, great. They were the 55 Les Pauls that were stripped that had the off-center um, flame top. Yeah. And that yeah, was just an amazing... Because I was like, oh, yeah, you've got that. It's amazing. So I was like, yeah, just never play it. And I must admit, like, I, I've... And I, I don't think it's a sound thing. It's actually just a playability thing. It's just that satin neck on the Music Man and on the Charvel just feel way more comfortable. How do their necks compare, those two guitars? They're actually really similar, but you can tell there's something in the gunstock oil that they use on the Music Man that feels slightly smoother. Um, but I tell you that, like I said before, the Charvel out of the box was just amazing. And the trem system was just like brilliant. It's actually really nice to have a guitar with a, a half decent trem on it that doesn't go out of tune that's not locking. Um, but I've thought about putting one of those treble nose on it. Oh, really? What, yeah. Wait, what is that? It's it's a, de- a device that replaces the claw on the tremolo system for um, strats or whatever that basically has a small locking system that locks the trem down. So if you don't want to use the trem, you actually lock the trem in place and it acts like a hardtail. Oh, cool. And then if you want to use it like you want to use the trem, you just flick a switch and then it bounces back. Um, so the- it's quite it's quite cool if you just don't want it. Because sometimes Fly's had that like built in. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the same. I think the Steinbergers had a similar thing as well, where you could. The like, Steinbergers had a uh, had a, the trans trem. Well, not all of the Steinbergers. The trans trem. 
the sum of the Steinbergers. I can't. Was it the Z three? Yeah, Z T three. Z T three. Z T three. Yeah, Z T three. That sure? was, yeah, it was definitely what they were called. And they had this thing called the the, the trans tram, which basically allowed you to change the key that you were playing in. Right. By it had a Floyd on it. Well, you know, a, a, I don't yeah. know if it was an actual Floyd, but basically you could push down a half step and then lock it in place. Right. Or pull up a half step and lock it in place. And it's I think like, you could go... You could go further than that. I you think could go you could half, go... You, was it a full step each way? You could go a full more? step each way, yeah. yeah. That's it, pretty cool. That's basically like half step. I wouldn't be convinced it'd be that useful. But what but happens when step. you're playing... What happens? You've got your you've got your Steinberger ZT3 mm. and mm. You, you've, you've just finished playing Mr. Brownstone yeah, right. at, your, at the wedding. Right. And then next you've got to play... Um, basket case right and you don't but you don't want to you don't want to sacrifice that you don't want to take you, four seconds no. to tune just no. try and you don't want to just play it in e instead but what also, are you talking about you know, that what, song is in e flat yeah what's great what's great about it is you know for a song like that you don't need to use the the trem because we all know with the trans trem once you've locked it in a oh, half yeah. step down the trem doesn't work anymore. Yeah, you can't use so, it. Uh, <laughs> right, of course. Well, they're very useful. I remember being shown that at the time and just just thinking, why? <laughs> who is this for? <laughs> why? Matt, <in> fact, <laughs> why? why? <laughs> Who is it for? <laughs> I mean, it's great that you could, but did you need to, yeah. Ned? Why? Yeah. Good old boy. So uh, last last weekend, I went to uh, went to the studio uh, to, to do a little recording, did a little... Little two days, two days, two days. Did a little two day recording, one track, just one 15 minute track. Uh, <laughs> one 48 hour track, literally got in. <laughs> Press record. Basically the same length as my entire album. Anyway, I have never, ever been as happy with my bass tone as I was. Uh, sorted out the nut on the 69P bass. Mm-hmm. Took that in, played that. It sounded absolutely brilliant. What did I go through? Took took in all my stuff, mm-hmm. took in all all my gear, and mm-hmm. I was really like, oh, because we're going to be doing things quickly, and you know, it's virtually a live recording. I imagine I'll go straight into the desk. So I was like, I'll bring a handful of preamps that I like, and I'll bring the Helix because you know, I imagine we'll set up something that's good enough. There's a, a touch of modulation on this track, but not too much. Mostly, it's just either drive or more drive. But what's that ampeg that you hate? SVT four. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Was it that? S- SVT four fifty. No, no, no. SVT four fifty. No, of course I didn't use that. It was in Brian Electric. I could use anything. But I used the Baseman 135. Quality. Going into the old 215 that they have. And it's, mm-hmm. an, it's a 1978 uh, Baseman 135 with the 215s. Used that. Just Origin Effects compressor going into the Petty John Petty Drive 2. Little bit of... Um, little bit of the <laughs> tape saturation from the Strymon Flint. That was it. Best sound I've ever had. There we go. Basement one three five and a sixty nine P bass. I was like, a- absolutely outrageously. I have never been as happy as I was out of the box. Like just, I think it was everything on. I think it was on the podcast that Mark and I did together. We talked about the fact that I had a band practice. I tell you, were you here when we talked about this? I had a band practice a couple of weeks ago, and we went to the studio where, which is uh, one of my mates works at. And it's my mate who I sold my old Basement 135 to. Oh, right. And he had it there. And I plugged into it. It just sounded unbelievable. I can't believe how good they sound. Yeah, it's I, so good. When we finished, I went and spoke to Jimmy, the guy who runs that side of Bryant Electric, and was trying to convince him to to sell me the, the Basement 135. But he was like... No, everyone loves it. Yeah, like, can't, can't lose that from well, the studio. Yeah, we we didn't just we we ended up using it for me, and we also ran our keyboards through it as well. Okay, and, and recorded uh, recorded the keyboards on like room mics going through the one three five. They sound fantastic for all the ambient stuff. They're just... so much more expensive now than when I, I know. my one. So there's one currently in Inverness with a two fifteen, but isn't Inverness the most northern? It's pretty north, bit yeah, of yeah, yeah, Scotland, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's an okay price, like eight nine nine with the cab, but they're like collection only. And <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this new record that you've done, what's the uh, what's the catchiest chorus? Would you say <laughs> what's the pop hit? Um, actually, actually, I wrote all of this one. Okay, it's the, it's the first one that I've written because it's, so it's normally, all crap. Normally yeah, it's just yeah, the bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just all terrible. But I also used a plectrum 
I wrote a part that uses a plectrum because why got did you bother some, with a compressor then? Because it's got like some tremolo picking bits that I just couldn't I couldn't do fast enough. Um, and and of all of it, of all like the weird time yep. signatures. Uh, no, no, of all yep. the of all the weird time signatures and the complex bits. That sucked. Oh. It took me so long to get like just just even picking like in time with them because I don't, never use picks. It it was embarrassing. They had like a some work experience guy. Well, not work experience. He was like doing a degree at BIM in to sort of watch. And I was probably much like, more skilled than oh, any of us in your work experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, he well, was in helping. Why and don't like, we get oh, a work experience for the podcast? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> just put it that's out a there really now. Good idea. Submit your applications to info at guitarnerds.net. Work yeah. experience. For what do they have to do? Like make us dinner beforehand. Yep. Yeah. Teas, Wash up. Teas. Yeah. Carry Branton home at the end. Yeah. So they have to yeah. set the stuff up. Yeah. They've oh, got. Yeah. They can got set, set the, all the stuff, stuff up. up. Yeah. They could also um, remember to bring SD cards. Yeah. Sure. That'd be a good one. Why do I? Why are you looking at me? Because it's your you forgot job. it last week. <laughs> it's your job. Uh-huh. You should never go on holiday. Yeah, I never enough. used to go on holiday when I was the leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't go on holiday. I went to. Oh yeah. Was, I went to a festival. Anyway, I went to a festival in Leeds. Um, this is it. And um, what's his name? Oh, what's the guy from Ocean Size and Biffy Clyro? Um. Uh, uh, v- v- yeah. Ocean. Ocean Color Size. No. Um, <laughs> he's now Paul Weller's guitar player. What's his name? The left-handed fella. Yeah. Ocean Drive. V- v- uh, ocean Drive Don't know why So Venart blue. Venart That's his name Mike Mike Venart Mike Venart yeah. Yes Sun's um, gonna shine Over he, everything, so everything That you do I'm not especially Into Into the Venart's sky. music <laughs> Um, but so blue <laughs> What a great song Honestly It's a fantastic song By Blue no, no, by Lighthouse. Right. Just because it says blue in the song, it's not like <laughs> <laughs> by the Blue Man Group. Remember that classic song, "She Loves You," the Beatles. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, so uh, Venart were were headlining. I'm not especially into Venart, but that uh, by that point in the night, I I thought that everything was uh, was fantastic. Um, and and I, I watched Venart at the very front, rocking away there, and I rocking. noticed rocking, and I noticed oh. um, their guitarist pedal board it was a big big old pedal board like no switching system but plenty of pedals and loads of weird sounds going out going on zoom 505 on there yes <laughs> classic I, t- I took some pictures i need to upload them it's what every pedal board needs yes. great tuner really good display on there perfect <laughs> then you've got a load of presets made by the tr- the dream team at zoom yeah. you've got the step phaser the that one yeah um you've got all the things that you want everything you've got you need metal distortion what more what more do you need yeah yeah that's that's true anyway should we what um, festival was it uh it was the strange forms they're always uh, called something stupid. Festival. Why aren't yeah. they just called like the Leeds Rock Festival? The or Strange Forms Avant-Garde Music Festival. No, it's not called that. It's just called Strange Forms. But yes, it was. It was very good. It was. It was thoroughly good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Was Body, it at the Brood? It, it was at the Brood. Yes, I, I love that place more than anywhere else on this planet. The Brood. The Brudenell Social oh, right, Club. Okay, it's, right, like yeah. a, it's a. It's a working man's club, yeah, but it's I'm massive a- and it's got like several rooms and. You know, a couple of bars in there. Pints are two pounds. Shots of Jaeger are one pound. Oh, I was having the time of my life. <coughs> I've slept in the library. Oh no, not that's not the brood. Now I'm thinking of that place in Bradford. Oh yeah, that's the um, one in twelve. One in twelve social club. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I've played the brood now. It's good. Right. It is good. I've it's been really to, I've been to brood a few times. Lost it's my cool. voice entirely there, so we had to do our entire set with me going. <laughs> did you watch? A- did you watch Falbard? Just seen, I did just, watch Svalbard. They're so good. Seen them before they're a fantastic band. So good. Yeah, I, I saw them in Brighton the other um, a couple months ago, and they're they're so good, so so good. Same um, booking agent, uh, us and them. So uh, I don't care. Yeah, right. Oh, I just meant so. Folded like a fat man punched in the gut. <laughs> but yes, they are. They are great, aren't they? Really good, really good. Really good. Um, interesting guitar uh, that. Uh, that she was playing, uh, I can't remember what it was. I was stood at the back, I could, and it was right. very dark. Right. I had, I looking at it. Sorry, not looking at it, listening to it. I had assumed it was a Les Paul or something. Right? No, it was something weird. It was. Uh, it doesn't matter because I'm, I'm not sure what it was. But uh, but right. but yeah, very very cool band. A uh, band. Anyway, shall we uh, take a look at what's in our mail bag? Mail bag. Is that how it goes? 
Sort of, yeah. yeah close okay. enough. Close enough. So in uh, in our mailbag this week, we received from Walrus Audio their incredibly uh, attractively designed Lillian Phaser. It's um. So as with all the Walrus Walrus stuff, the artwork is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? For a phaser, I thought it sounded absolutely brilliant. I was shocked, Mark, because when you tried this out, you were saying how good you thought it was. And I've never heard you react positively towards a modulation. Effect. Well, is, I, I can picture Mark as a phaser guy because you can just sort of leave, leave a phaser on, set it fairly slow, play a mm. load of chords, and it just goes up and down in the background. Yeah, yeah. Slow phase is the best. It's the only modulation effect that I think is usable. Chorus makes everything sound... Like the cure, like the eighties, and right. that's obviously bad. Um, flanger, I mean, who's using a flanger? I I never turn mine off. Exactly, weirdos and sex perverts. Right. Um, a phaser, <laughs> you can get away with it. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's. I think it's subtle. I think it's got that kind of cool swooshy effect, but mm-hmm. not being like stupid. Like you know, like when I hear someone turn a flanger, I think, oh, here comes the clown car. Um, whereas the phaser is cool, subtle, and it works. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. A slow phaser is very cool. Omar Rodriguez Lopez says he never turns his I mean, off. I don't care about him. Um, <laughs> That's Matt. it. Mark, Mark's never going to buy it now yeah. or use it again. It's like, oh, it's related to the Mars Volta. Matt, can you explain to me stages on phasers? Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were trying to figure it out because the four stage phaser on it sounds great. The six stage, I'm not that keen on. Too much going on. It sounds it, too too much too. There's too much detail in the phase. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's something to do with the amount of cycles the sine wave does. Right. As it goes round, and the less um, stages you have, the kind of shallower the, the right. effect so the more yeah so, so the, the more, more stage simple. you had the, the the kind of brighter and more in depth the effect is if you have lots of stages no oh, that would make sense because it, it was it sounded like at, at on the four setting you can slow it down you get that really like phase 90 sort of vintage phaser sound that sort of that quintessential phasery sound yeah. whereas it was starting to sound a bit three-dimensional on the other setting and a bit a bit modern and a bit yeah you know. well if i remember rightly a phase 90 is a four-stage phaser well, I, I thought it's two. Oh, really but i could be um, incorrect okay maybe Let's i'm wrong oh here you go so basically it's um the a series of all pass filters um called sta- stages so the more filters it has um each filter is an additional stage so yeah i right. guess that's that's why the less the less filters may the more filters the more intense the effect basically yeah yeah that's that's basically what it was doing it was making it sound less intense um switching from the four to the six but yeah i really like it i can see it's something as you know you would you would use to just put some kind of wash across things yeah um and sorry phase 90 is four right um and yeah how much money is it do we know Oh, I'm not. I'm not 199 dollars. Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of standard for like a company like Walrus yeah. Audio, who are a sort of boutique company. Again, like the artwork is is pretty incredible. It has a second LED on there that seems to be just assigned to um, the pulse of the of the phase, which is quite cool. Um, it's like a four control jobby, so you've got rate, width, and feedback, uh, and then you've got DPV, which I think we decided was the the depth of the effect. I'm sure there's something yeah, more I'm, complicated. I'm, I'm trying but... to I'm trying to understand that a little bit more. So it's it's basically a blend between dry, phase shifted, and vibrato. Right. Um, so it changes the ratio of dry to wet signal sent to the output. So at minimum, you hear no effect. Yeah. I'm like, what would it do? Why would you set it to? dry and then not to have nothing. anything doesn't make any sense so i'm i'm assuming it's something to do with the, the width and feedback control still do something even when it's set to it, it on the the most the farthest left you could go on the control it really did sound like the pedal was not doing anything yeah um, so i think it's because so on the v setting it says that it sets it to almost 100% wet resulting in basically pitch vibrato yes yeah definitely um, so we- yeah, you kind of want to add almost the minimum. It almost sounds like a weird control to have on there because you're like, wouldn't you just have it? It's in kind the of, it's kind of like a depth control, to be honest. It's because it's not just. It is like a blend across. So what you're essentially doing is just like blending in yeah. more of the effect. I um, 
I also but, noticed it's got a smart switch on it. So it's just normal bypass, or if you hold it, it temporarily turns it on, like the old mini... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you just missed something absolutely incredible. Joe was holding the pedal. When you said smart switch, yeah. Joe was looking around the pedal to find the extra switch that you were talking about, not realising <laughs> that the smart switch was oh just my God, the, the, funniest thing the on and off switch, right. and Jay had to grab it from him and point to the, the, the on-off switch. I now understand. <laughs> so it's a latching oh, oh, and unlatching oh, switch. A, there's a switch. Is <laughs> Where's that hidden then? <laughs> Sorry, mate. That was That's really right. I thought, I, I thought I'd like... To, I thought someone had already mentioned it. And then I was no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. Joe trying to find oh, the any key. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Joe. That was really funny. Yep, yeah. yeah, that was... Uh, so, Matt, was really so the, the smart switch is... So it's an on-off, and then if you hold it down, it's... Uh, like an unlatching. Yeah, like the um, Electroharmonics Mini. Uh, not Electroharmonics, TC Electronic, uh, like Spark Boost Mini and some of the other ones. And also, cool story, apparently. It's inspired by... Um, well, during- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. World War II, uh, over a thousand women volunteered to fly in the military. This program was called WASP, Women Air Force Service Pilots, and one of them was called Lillian, and her story inspired them to make this pedal. Oh, cool. There we go. There we go. Very cool indeed. And uh, on the uh, on the Walrus Audio, I've mentioned this before, but on the Walrus Audio Instagram account, they make um, all of their all of their graphics they design for their pedals are available um, in their stories as backgrounds for your phone. Yeah, this one uh, this one is especially cool. I yes, think it's a great looking pedal. Yeah, yeah, very cool I, um, indeed. They also did a really cool um, reverb exclusive, which I thought looked wicked. Uh, Did they? they made like 300? Yeah, it was like a... <laughs> Has he Jeff? It was... What was it? It was the... I don't know, a, Jeff. I can't think what... It was like their reverb and their delay in a dual box. It looked awesome. Sure, yeah. Sounds good. Mark, <laughs> I'm sure you had a lot to do with it. So I did, you know, 100%. So Busy guy. Can't can't keep up with everything. Yeah. Walrus Audio actually also sent us this... Um, a, a lovely uh, pick tin filled with appropriately coloured... Uh, plectrums to to match the oh, lily. Nice. They didn't send you. They didn't send you an enamel pin by any chance, did they? No, no, oh. I didn't get. A... I tell you what, just I'm on the Walrus Audio site now. I actually think I love these. Guys. They make in terms of <laughs> aesthetics. Yeah, they make the best Which is looking the important pedals. Thing. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we, this this argument could oh, rage on. on effects, effects are effects. You could buy a Behringer if you if you care about sound. You know, th- yeah, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just think they look so good. If you had a board that was just all of those. That would be an impressive looking pedal. I mean, yeah, their look stand great. always looks impressive at NAM when they have pedal boards with all that stuff on. It, oh, it just makes really me want to buy stuff, even though I know I don't need it. Like, I want to buy one of those now. Yeah, I'll never use it, but it looks wicked. They're really, really cool. Yeah, everything they do is absolutely Just set it as the background to your phone. That's true. I'll do that instead. Then it'd be like, like an end. Uh, just, you know, if ever you feel like your life is a bit boring and needs a bit of phasing, tread on it. 
<laughs> sure, <laughs> it'll be fine. Spice up your life. Just treading it, tread on it, and go. Hi, I'm Mark from Reverb. What was that? Um, what was that? Uh, that was my question as well. Oct- what was that? <laughs> what was that Octavie pedal that Walrus did that we got, Matt? That we had to mess around with the, the luminary. luminary. Yeah, that was a load of fun as well. Oh, yeah. I love everything that they do. And the contraband. That's a really good fuzz. Yep. We talked about the... The Salud. 385, which we've got as well. Oh, oh the 385, yeah. One just... absolute drive. I put that drive on my little mini board that to use the other week. God, I love the 385. It's absolutely cracking. Yep. And yeah, and the slow as well. Yeah, I actually, I meant to ask them if uh, if we could have a look at the slow but i asked for the lillian by mistake <laughs> <laughs> which i'm actually happier about because the the lillian is uh is, is absolutely awesome um but anyway uh we should um dive headfirst into a big fat barrel of news so gibson Mark Packham. Hello. Gibson. There's new Gibsons. There again. are. Well, sort of. Sort of. So um, this is basically, last week was the launch of uh, Gibson 2019, despite, I guess, Gibson 2019 sort of being announced already. What they've kind of done with this is um, consolidated their efforts and made a bit more sense of the Gibson guitars that are available right now. So the big thing is that they've split them into two ranges. Um, the first one being Gibson Original Collection, and the second being the Modern Collection. Right. So, the Original Collection comprises of Les Paul Standard 50s, Les Paul Standard 60s, so your difference there is neck profile, I believe, um, and some different finishing options. Um, for example, I don't think there's a gold top available in the 60s, no. So you just got Sunburst available, uh, and uh, what they're calling Unburst, which is just an amber guitar right. on the 60s. Uh, and on the 50s, uh, you have got Gold Top, uh, Heritage Cherry, and a Tobacco Burst. And I don't think there's any difference in pickups either. I just want to... Conf- so burst back is on both. They've changed some of the, the, the... I think they've changed the knobs as well. Yeah, so I think it's mainly cosmetic and then the neck profile, because I think they're both... Oh, no, they are different. So on the 50s, you've got Burst Bucker 1 and 2s. Uh, on the 60s, you've got Burst Bucker 61R and Burst Bucker 61T. Um, so they are different. They're also offering a 50s P90, so it's the standard 50s but with P90s rather than the Burst Buckers. Then you've got um, the guitars that were introduced a little while ago. So the Les Paul Special and the Les Paul Junior, right. obviously the difference being um, one pickup or two pickup. There's the SGs that they announced as mm-hmm. well. The uh, 61 Maestro, which has got the Maestro Trem, 61 Sideways Vibrola. Uh, it's so strange that they've gone for both of yeah, those. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about this when they announced those because those, again, those have both been out. They were out at this that initial launch yeah, you know, when JC yeah. took over. Um, so there's the 61 Standard, um, which is, uh, you know, the half plate 61 style, oh, as Paul said. Lovely. Just a stop tail. SG Special, which I'm not sure was announced when they did the rebrand. So What's that, just a pair of humbuckers? Uh, no, two, P9- two P90s. Oh. Uh, no, it's, it's like an old SG Special. So oh. gloss finish, two P90s, um, neck profile, I assume, is a 60s... Oh, I'm excited yeah, about 60 that. 60 slim like, taper. Really wide and well, fat. So the, they announced the um, SG Junior when they brought the range back in, but I'm yeah. pretty sure they didn't announce an SG Special. The good thing for you, Joe Brand, is the colour selection because not only are they doing... Well, a guitar that I didn't realise was called... Oh, no, sorry. I'm getting confused here. That colour is called Vintage Sparkling Burgundy. So it's a metallic burgundy. So it looks a bit like... Do you remember the Fender colour Candy Cola? Oh, yeah. It looks a bit like that. Um, I and remember that but SG Special. Yeah, but the, oh, other, the yeah. other finish is Pelham Blue. <gasps> Wow. Which, I mean, they already did a Pelham Blue. Oh, no, not in an SG. Not in a special. No. Oh, my, uh, oh my goodness me. And then How much are they? Uh, they are down as um, $14.99, so not <gasps> huge amounts of money. I actually, um, I saw them today, and I tell you, the one thing that, that struck me first of all was actually them sort of addressing the price, because we, we were sort of talking about how, even when I stopped working in a store, like some Gibsons, like high performance, were getting up to like, Three and a half 
over yeah. three and a half grand. And like the standards, are, I think like nineteen nine nine. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like yeah. the perfect price point for someone who wants a standard. And it just made me remember what it was like selling Gibsons when I first started working in GAC. And it was like, I want a Les Paul. And it's like, okay, okay, what well, neck profile do you want? Well, yeah, I mean, so if you look at the original collection, so Les Paul standards now, the 50s and the 60s are both $2499. Um, same with the P90. The All the Les Paul Juniors and um, Les Paul Special, SG Special and SG Junior are ranging between 1399 and 1599 and then when you're looking at the SG standards the 61 SG standards they range from 1799 to 1999 so that none of these are getting up into that crazy money you know the three and a half thousand dollar um also in the range which again I think were all announced at the time uh that the 2019s were originally announced you've got a firebird a flying v and an explorer um colors wise on those uh you just get to, uh, you get red or sunburst what on, pickups on you the getting Firebird. In the Firebird? Mini uh, just mini humbuckers, right. yeah, as you'd expect. The, the thing about this originals collection is everything is as you'd expect it to be. Right. Um, there's nothing really here that jumps out and like we've put a modern twist on this vintage yeah. rock royalty classic. Um, it's literally just it's the '60s SG Junior, so it's a SG Junior with a P90 and it comes in red. Do you know what I mean? That's like <laughs> that's cool, but it sounds like they've done cool colours. And and a price is something that they've addressed across the board. Then well, we'll get to that in a minute. So just rounding out the original um, collection. So things like the um, Fly V and the Explorer range from sixteen nine nine for the Explorer and the Fly V up to nineteen nine nine for the Firebird. Um, so again, kind of not outrageous pricing. That's the US street price. Uh, right. Sorry, US what they're listing on the site, whether that's, I guess it will be their MSRP or the equivalent. Um, there's two bases in the Originals collection as well. There's a Thunderbird base. Yes. Um, they've gone back to the original style soap bars in there. Yes. There's none of those weird... Oh, there's like, pole pieces. To be fair, the, the, they only did those in 2015, but, yeah. but nonetheless. Um, and black or sunburst in that. <laughs> have they gone back to the original bridge? They have. They started putting Babbage They bridges. have indeed. It's as, Like I said, it's as you'd expect oh, a Firebird to be. And the other one... Uh, is a model they're calling the SG Standard Base. Um, so that, I think, is short-scale... That's hu- just going to be the same as what they've always done, yeah? Yeah, short-scale... Mudbucker in the neck, Sidewinder in the bridge. Um, oh, is that the pickups, though? Uh, the, you've got what they're calling Rhythm SG Base and Lead SG Base. Mm. Um, I wonder but- if they've revoiced them. Potentially. Um, so colour-wise on that, you get black or cherry, and it is indeed short scale. So that's the Originals collection. Most of those were announced a little while ago. And then um, you've got the Modern collection. So leading that kind of pack, the, the top guitar in that range, the I guess. Gibson Modern. <laughs> Uh, it's called the Les Paul Modern, uh, believe it or not. So the deal with this is it's kind of a modern-looking Les Paul. <clears throat> they do... They're like natural back and sides, but they've got a metallic top. So the choice that you get is sparkling burgundy, pellet blue, or graphite, which looks like a black sparkle. I'm quite into that, to be honest. Um, The things that they've done are um, slim taper neck with asymmetrical profile. So it's that thing of it being fatter on on the base side and thinner on the treble side. So weird. Pickups on there, you have got Burst Bucker Pro Rhythm and Burst Bucker Pro Plus Lead. Um, You've also got a ton of stuff on the control. So you've got two push-pull... Uh, volumes two push pull tones so you get call tap and then you get the pure bypass and a phase switch um so these are basically things that gibson been kind of messing around with for a little while they've put all of those modern features into the les paul modern so shaved heel indeed yes also they've changed i much prefer the term contoured heel yes but gibson are referring to it as shaved heel well they've it's because they've done something different this isn't just the les paul access heel this is a new design for these guitars um so yeah, if you've been if you're one of the people that enjoyed the modern features that Gibson have been putting on stuff, but you didn't necessarily like things like robot tuners, what they've done is put all of the modern features that actually kind of make sense and work into this guitar. Um, this isn't going to please the sort of person that wants to just buy a '50s Les Paul, but if you want the kind of cutting edge Les Paul, that's what the Les Paul Modern is. But they exist anyway. 
Um, what, the Let's Pull Modern? No, 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 the, 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 the traditional the stuff. traditional stuff. Oh, yeah, sure, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, having said that, under the Modern collection, there's also things like the Les Paul Classic. So the idea behind this, I guess, and the reason it's in the... Les Paul Classic Modern? Uh, it's just called the Les Paul Classic, but oh, it's okay. in the Modern collection. The idea behind this, I guess, is that they're not strictly period-correct guitars, so they're not like the 50s or 60s standards. What you've got here are things like open-coil pickups on there, so 61R and 61T pickups in there um this will be like 60s style neck so i guess the the closest thing is like uh, the 60s les paul but um you've got nine hole weight relief you've got the more modern pickups um and the kind of things like non-period correct like open coil pickups and things like that so there there's a few guitars in the range like that things like the les paul tribute which is probably the cheapest yeah it's the cheapest kind of les paul style guitar they're doing uh, like you know lesbian standard style guitar they're doing right eleven nine nine dollars so this is like a faded Lesbian studio almost and it kind of looks like it might even be a slightly thinner body um modern weight relief on there um you've also got things like yes yeah, 490r and 490t pickups so the classic you know like lesbian studio pickups um and it just comes in faded like satin finishes so you've got satin iced tea satin honey burst tobacco satin tobacco burst and satin cherry burst so this is the guitar for someone who just wants to buy an american made gibson for not a lot of money and they want that les paul standard shape 1199 and then in between the two you've got the les paul studio which is what you've come to expect from a studio i think the necks on these are based on a kind of 60s profile um yeah slim taper neck on there this is a similar guitar to the tribute but it's gloss finishes uh, and the colors on the studios these days are wine red same as before really yeah wine red tangerine burst smokehouse burst wine red and black looks <laughs> Awful. It's a guitar that I've never liked. <laughs> it is, it's just such a weird colour choice. But, uh, to be honest, you know... And there's I, such rubbish bits of mahogany that they use. It just looks like a... It's so patchy. It's well, just... Just go for a straight colour. There's still maple top on there, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. They are terrible maple tops. Well, it, it, it kind of depends, really, because... Some people really like the studio. They love how they look. And to be honest, when we were selling... When the only colours you could get were ebony or the wine red on studios... We would outsell ebony with the wine reds. Yeah. Well, no, I'm and sure because I I, I remember what um what the uh, part exchange department used well, to be yeah, yeah, inundated to lot, with yeah, people totally. trying to sell back in but wine red. What's weird? Gold. The one that's never got me is that how many of the wine red with gold hardware we used to sell. Oh, totally. My, is, it's yeah, probably yeah. my worst ever oh, looking yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. Awful. But people love them. So, you know, there's no account for taste. You the wine get, red stays you, in the catalogue. Just as you say, Joe, you used to get people coming in and trying to and trying to sell those guitars to us second hand the all the time. And we, we'd have, we had one. so many of them that we just mm. couldn't give anybody any money for them. And like people come in and be like, oh yeah, you've got, a, uh, got an old Les Paul studio I'm looking to sell. And I'd be like, wine red gold hardware, is it? And I'd be like, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, they always were, always were. So the cheapest guitar in the uh, modern range is a guitar that's been out for a while, one that we've talked about and you love, Joe, is the I Les Paul Jr. Tribute DC. Oh. What they've added uh, with this um, latest uh, round of guitars is the Les Paul Special Tribute DC, which is the same guitar but with another P90 in the yeah. neck. Lovely. Um, what a wonderful addition. Well, totally. I actually think it looks a bit better. Yes, I do as it well. It kind of makes the scratch plate not look so weird. I Agree, because there's less kind of blank space. There's yeah. a pickup in that blank space instead. The bass is the really exciting one. Well, yeah, well, so we'll talk about that in a minute. I just want to round out the guitars. So you've got um, SG Modern, which, similar to the Les Paul Modern, is all of those kind of like modern features put on the classic shape. Um, this is one for people that love the high-performance models. Um, you've got things like the chrome pickups around, and uh, you've also got... I just want to check. Yeah, you've got the um, core taps and the toggle switch... Uh, in fact, so there's no. This one is only core tap. There's no direct to output and uh, phase switching on there. Price the, is pretty good on it. Though. Yeah, price is really good. Like uh, one nine nine nine. Yeah, US dollars yes. on on a on a modern. If you think like that was the that was the discount price in pounds when we were trying to totally. sort of get them out the door when, with the last year's totally and the, the same thing. You know, the person that I see for this kind of guitar is someone who wants the almost that PRS aesthetic of like heavily figured maple um and you know that kind of like 
what do they call this finish? Trans black fade. So the top is like, or sorry, the where the horns are on the guitar is slightly darker than like where the bass strap button is on there. Yeah. Um, it's got very much that kind of, yeah, that real PRS aesthetic to it. And someone who wants an SG but wants something that isn't just your Angus Young machine, um, then this is a, a nice alternative. And they also do like a blue, like an ocean blue burst as well, which looks cool. Um, SG Standard is still in the range. Um, so that belongs in the modern range because it's not like the, one of the 61 reissues. It's the full plate on there rather than the half plate. I love the look of a full plate on an SG. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, it, you know, again, they've kept it simple. Finishes, you've got um, Heritage Cherry, so the kind of Angus Young vibe, uh, or Ebony. It's the guitars that you expect to see from Gibson. Um, pickups on there, uh, 490R, 490Ts. So they've gone back to where they were in like 2010 or whatever, um, which is cool. That's, you know, those SG standards have always been fine. And then the, when you start messing around with the pickups and start messing around with switching and all that stuff, that's not what people want. So they've gone back to just a basic SG standard, which Much is better. cool. SG Tributes are also in the line. Um, so much like the Les Paul Tribute, this is basically your, your faded guitar now. It's a guitar yeah. that has been around for a while. Matt, you've had one forever and, yeah. and love it. Um, this ten, is... Over 10 years now. I think. Yeah, yeah. 10 years old now. That yeah, yeah, totally. So um, this is... They've kept the price down again. On they the, have. On what this. are these? $10.99, yeah, I believe. Um, so That's you've, great. You've got um, rounded neck profile on there. So more of a 50s profile. Two colours. Um, fa- uh, worn cherry satin or natural walnut. Um, and yeah, again, those are your kind of like workhorse Yeah, that's what SGs. they've done forever. The... On the pointy side of things, on the kind of um, Futura side of things, you've got Flying V B2 and Explorer B2. These are basically the kind of matte black Explorer and Flying V. And they've got pickups in there, Dirty Fingers pickups. Oh, really? Dirty Fingers plus rhythm and Dirty Fingers plus lead. That's pretty cool. Well, they did that before with the seventies tributes. Oh, did they? I wasn't a huge fan of those, to be honest with you. They're, quite, they're, quite, they're a high game pickup. Yeah, yeah, I mean they were better than they were better than the um, mini humbuckers that were in the original seventies tributes. Yeah, yeah. The, the but, only reason I'm surprised is because it's like a named pickup. You know, it's 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 a, a well known pickup. I expect this modern stuff to be where they sort of. Gibson traditionally sort of put the oh this I is our 490R and 490 we know that those pickups don't sound great but they're a Gibson company aren't they Matt you might want to yeah they are yeah no yeah. they are yeah they're... yeah yeah, yeah. That, that 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 may be I just meant they're you know they're oh still see what a, you mean still like well, a branded um, pickup I guess the idea behind these is they're for metal guys you know because they're all everything on them is black you know they've got this kind of matte stealth black look I think they scratch look plates great. black um, they're designed to be super high gain kind of metally things. They're tasteful, like in a in a metal sort of you know scheme of things. They're yeah, tasteful, yeah. well priced. Those are cool pickups. Man, this is this is the best job they've done with the modern flying V and modern explorer in a long Apparently, time. Apparently, the um, dirty fingers are actually based off the pickups that came in nineteen seventies uh, Gibsons. Well, there we go. Very there we hot go. humbuckers introduced by Gibson in the 1970s. So rounding out the modern collection, and Joe, I know you're excited for this, the Les Paul Jr. Tribute DC bass. Um, so this is the bass version of the guitar that uh, has been that everyone's been buying and yes. loving. Um, what's the deal on this? This is like a short scale, yeah. single humbucker. Bang in the middle. Yeah, and again, its control's kind of mounted on the scratch plate. Yeah, so. scratch plate's the same. Love it. Sort of volume, tone, pickup, bang in the middle, short scale comes in cool colors like you know good simple over you know oversized body shape so it's you know a, a scale up on size from what the the actual normal junior shape is but what a fantastic workhorse you know gibson have been needing another ripper style base you that's know for a while because exactly what i was thinking yeah, exactly what this is because of course you know you've got people who will always want a thunderbird sound people who want that old sg sound like those are specific tones but it doesn't change the fact that like you know 90 percent of bass players today are playing a sort of p bass or jazz bass offender-esque instrument and the ripper was always gibson's stab at that at that side of things, fantastic to have something you know back in the game because those that their last effort didn't do too badly at all. The um, well, the, well, it's been doing worse. The EB, but I mean the 2015, yeah, yeah, 2014, 2000. Uh, they did it for three years, 2013, 14, and 15. Did they did the old shape EB and it came yeah. with a proper like torque guard, looked really good, like looked fendery, but it had Thunderbird pickups and it. it sounded fine. You got away with it, but this looks like an absolute. 
brilliant. You've got all the best bits of Gibson aesthetic, plus it's going to have a more, you know, sort of modern, acceptable bass tone. Yeah, I think um, we'll be seeing a lot of these. I hope yeah. these sell really, what, they, really yeah, well. They, so they're calling it the original or the modern rather than 2019s, right? Exactly that. Yeah, so it looks like, to me, year numbers have gone away. Oh, yeah, because I, I actually just Googled uh, 2019 uh, Gibsons and it is filled with videos of hate um, from last year's <laughs> announcement in September. So yeah, I think yeah. they kind of went, well... We should probably, and again, I think it's for me that feels like the right choice because it, they were getting to the point where it's like every year, but it would only be eight months before they announced the next yeah. one. And you giving just, it didn't a name, have enough time to sell them, yeah. And it just it feels like they're just re rebranding it, but, yeah, nothing, what's, what's, but nothing from the Memphis side of things, then. yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that. So, what's weird is the, the layout on the website. So, you basically, when you land on gibson.com, you've got your choice of um, what they call as like pick your style, um, original or modern collection. And then looking underneath where you go down into the actual models themselves, if you click on Les Paul, for example, all the guitars here, um, excluding the custom shop stuff, fall into either of those two collections. Whereas if you click on the ES models, there's a ton of stuff that doesn't appear um, anywhere. But I do know that some of this stuff was actually announced this week. So, for example, the new ES-235... Um, which is a slim-bodied uh, Florentine cutaway um, hollow body, which looks really good, really, really nice. Yeah, it looks great. Um, is doesn't yeah. fall into either of those two collections, so I'm not sure exactly where they do what I they're doing. I thought that with these was yet. announced on the modern collection because they announced a couple of acoustics on the modern collection. As right, well. that's not how they they display them on the site, so right. I need to go and ah, do a bit of digging. But yeah, actually, for me, the standout the guitar from the uh, announcement the other day is this ES235. So um, there's an ES235 gloss. Yep, and then there's an ES. Oh no, that's two seven five. So there's the two three five is the Florentine, and the two yes. seven five is the the rounded oh a 275 then, oh what an absolute stunner of a guitar i, I think they should do the 125 and i want the 125 what's the 125 the one pickup the one neck pickup single p90 single p90 Florentine cut or no no no, no. no cutaway right oh no cutaway. yeah oh yes yeah they should do that it's like it's basically the james bay guitar yeah um, is, it, is it skinny or fat Skinny. Uh, they, well, they do. Oh, they did cool. a one two five and a one two five T, which was yes, the, the thin one. They did. One. You're they right. sound. Um, they sound banging. Those I'd be really interested to try this um, ES two three five because, to be honest, Gibson like thin bodied Florentine stuff, cutaway stuff. They haven't really ever been good in the time that I've kind of worked in shops and stuff. Right. Like they used to do um, some thin bodied stuff, and they also did some. Do you remember the Gothic? Um, hollow bodies they uh, did for a while yeah. they were just not great so this is the first one I've seen for ages where I'm like oh this actually looks really good and one of the finishes the 34 burst looks incredible it's a tiny little sunburst oh yeah so, so most of the guitar is like black or you know slightly brown and then just centered around the tailpiece and the bridge is the sunburst and it looks like a guitar that you might see you know someone had used since 1934 that's really weird and there's like the sunburst has kind of like faded into this tiny little bit in the middle it looks awesome just um looking at the custom shop side of things as well gone are all the ridiculous models by the oh, looks of it oh really they've yeah, got, so got on, rid of like their sort of puzzle built yeah, so going on to the like Gibson.com website, obviously you've got electric, just going down to Gibson Custom Shop. I, I don't know whether there's, there's also designer models. Oh, designer models are like the pointies. Uh, but Custom Shop, they've basically got a 60th anniversary 59 Les Paul Standard, a 57 um, Les Paul Junior, uh, which I'm guessing is like the proper Les Paul Junior um, Rishi, which comes in right or left-handed, yeah, um, as well, which is quite cool. A fifty-eight, a fifty-eight double cut, um, a fifty-seven special, a sixty special, a fifty-four gold top, a fifty-six gold top, a fifty-seven gold top, a fifty-eight plain top, a standard sixty, a fifty-seven, and then they go into the SGs. But they're also doing things like a sixty-eight, and then obviously they're still doing customs, so modern. Yep. Guitars. I'd be interested to see actually the custom. I wonder if they, because um, they offer. Oh, they say they can't ship internationally, so you must be able to order direct from them. I was wondering whether the neck has switched yet. So the fingerboard material switched back to ebony as well. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited about new Gibson, everyone. Yeah, totally. Jay, you should be 
afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I feel very unwell, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, as as you mentioned that that is uh, that is. Oh, can I go to bed now? Yeah, that is no, it. No, because the Patreon we've, episode, we've no, got a no. great game lined up. Okay. Get yes. your thinking cap on, Simon. Yes, okay, you're absolutely I'll get a lem right. sip on and I'll be all yeah, right. Get a lem sip on. But yes, you're absolutely right. We will be moving over to the Patreon uh, edition of the Guitar Nerds podcast, uh, where you can join us for as little as $1 a month. Uh, $1 a month gets you the regular episode of the podcast ad free and early. Do you remember Do you remember when you, Do you remember when you said you're listening to podcasts this yeah, week? I did it different every week. Different every time, rather than read it off a script on their laptop. I you did it the other it day. Well, no, I gave up. I said oh, I can't be bothered. Uh, do you know what? I can't be bothered. Like, no, check, check it out on a page. One dollar a month, five dollar a month gets you the episode, regular episode, ad free and early, plus a load of mini series and guff like that. Ten dollars a month gets your name read out by this chump like this. You're gonna have to do this. Um, Eric Field, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Jones, Scott Upperton, Tucker Upperton, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Edge, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emmy James Baker, Juan Courier, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Goody, Jamie Jeff, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Crystal Lozen, Hans Arms, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Bailey, Steve Wagle, DJ McCoss, Michael McRae, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Black Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Ansis, Paul Corrigan, Will Claire, Moog, Garrett, Will Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew Kinn, Scott Kane, Sean Argo, Christopher Walsh, Did we um, decide that are you going to put patrons' names at the end of YouTube videos now as yes, well? Yes, yes. That, that's the plan. Yes. So as well as uh, getting yes. your name read out in one breath, you're also going to appear in the credits, credits. of the YouTube videos, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah, Do you want great. me to finish off or are you doing it? What, what you, is there to say? We talk about the Facebook group talk about the twitter well, insta what about them these are all the things that are making you money right now i i earn nothing from this yeah not I'd, a single penny i earn nothing from this you can uh you can follow us what, what, what can you do facebook facebook jo- join us oh join the discussion on facebook on uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds group. forum Guitarist forum. Guitarist forum. You know, Facebook is all about groups now. Yeah, yeah. Gu- yeah so yeah. come over to Guitarist so guitar forum. Guitarist group. No, not Guitarist group. That's banned. <laughs> redacted forum. That has been redacted. Or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at, at @guitarnerds or YouTube, which is also just Guitarist or Guitarist videos. We come up on both, which is lovely. Anyway, we'll, email uh, Joe directly. At yes. Joe Branton is dumb. Or send money to my gmail. bank account, com. which is zero four. Zero, zero, oh, that, that is actually a bank account. Uh, anyway. Zero four, zero, 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 zero four. Yeah, there's a couple more. Oh, because it's the Sword account code. code. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, we'll see you later. Farewell. Steal his money. Bye. Matt, you're going to say bye? Matt's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Matt's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.